It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, good morning, Elevate. How are we this morning? Hey, um, we're all surrounded not just by the stuff we sing. We're surrounded by uh, sales and marketing, messaging, and people trying to sell us stuff. That's kind of just life in a first world country. If you're on the providing end, if you're maybe working in an ad agency or you work in sales or whatever, one of the things that you are taught early on, or at least I hope you are, is when you're uh, pitching a, a product or a service, don't just focus on the features, you know, because like you might get geeked out on the features because you're like the expert, you know, oh, it does this, it does this, it's got this, it's got this. It's got... When you're doing that, the, the potential customer is saying to themselves, so what? And really what they're asking of you is explain to me how this product or this service is going to add value to my life. How is this going to make a positive difference in my life? And in fact, this idea of, it's, 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 you, you taught to therefore focus on the benefits, not just the features. In fact, colloquially in sales and marketing, it's described as sell the sizzle, not the steak. And I want to drop us straight into a slice of history where God focused heavily on the sizzle. So if you've got your smartphone camera handy, you can scan this flow code. Sadly, not on this screen. Uh, the globe has gone to be with Jesus and uh, we try to resurrect it, but uh, we just didn't have enough faith, obviously. Um, actually, before we go there, let me, let me, let me give an example uh, of, of how this works in sales and marketing in, in an ad agency. Let's say you work in an ad agency and your ad agency has just been given... Um, uh, just won a, a gig, a contract to come up with a, a creative campaign for a hotel. And you're in the ideation meeting and the, the person leading the meeting says, all right, right, okay, we've got this new uh, uh, contract for a hotel. Uh, we're going to come up with like this, the sales campaign. Let me just throw it out there. Anyone got any ideas? And Billy in the corner says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's tell people that it offers a place to sleep. And the person uh, leading this ideation meeting is a little underwhelmed by Billy's contribution. Gets a little bit spicy and says, listen, Billy, we're not trying to sell this to homeless people, okay? We are trying to sell this to people who already have a place to sleep for free. So anyone else? Anyone else? Well, then Margaret pipes up. Margaret says, yeah, 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 I got it. Okay, like, let's step deeper. Uh, a place to stay with great service good views, and a decent restaurant. I mean, let's not oversell this thing. And the person leading the meeting is like, all right, I think, feel like we're, we're moving in the right direction. But really, that could be just about any you know, hotel or, or even some of those things. People could just drive 10, 15 minutes and get them any day of the week. So anyone else? And finally, Mr. Billy Bugs in the front, who's always got the best ideas, says, how about we sell the sizzle? <clears throat> not the steak. Let's tell potential customers that it's a place to relax, connect, and create memories together away from work, school, jobs, cleaning, uh, 
and commuting. And they're all like, yes. See, that doesn't describe that your hotel has a bed. This is about the sizzle. This is about what really matters. Okay, so let me drop you into a time where God dropped a whole bunch of sizzle on his people. So if you scan this flow code, you can take it to Malachi chapter three. I'm gonna ping us on the New Living Translation. You can use your actual paper Bible or we're gonna put this on this screen this morning. Malachi is, like actually I know some people named Malachi, but in this time, the, the book, it's the last book of the old part of the Bible, the Old Testament. It's named after a guy that God used as a spokesperson named Malachi. So he's like a prophet, but that just means a spokesperson on God's behalf. And uh, in chapter three, God drops a whole bunch of sizzle on his people. Let me take you straight there. God says to his people through Malachi, I will open the windows of heaven for you. It's like, yeah? Wow. And, and, and this really speaks to abundance. And, and the, the word picture is like a flood, but like a, like a good flood, not a bad flood, like a flood of good stuff. Like God's saying, basically, I'm just gonna kind of just open the heavens and just let all the good stuff pour out into your world. Hello, sounds good. You got my attention, God. Then he says, I'll pour out a blessing so great, you won't have enough room to take it in. This speaks to provision, but not like just like, you know, here's five cents for the lunch queue. It's like provision, like big provision. And and by the way, it's not just about money and stuff, although it can include that, but it also includes stuff that money can't buy, that God wants to provide peace, and joy, and love, and patience, and the list goes on of this stuff that God wants us to experience. And then, and he's speaking to an agricultural society, your crops will be abundant, and I'll guard them from pests or insects and disease. Like, he's speaking about protection. And again, this isn't just about money and stuff. This is about protecting relationships, protecting your kids, protecting business opportunities. Okay, again, agricultural society. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. This is about preservation. This is about God's timing. This is even God saying, you know, I'm actually going to shut some doors on some stuff. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound, because this isn't the right time for you. This isn't my best for you. Or I've actually got something better. So you're like, wondering why you didn't get that job you applied for. That seemed a bit like your dream job. And God's like, just wait, just wait. And then a little further down in verse 17, he says, I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. This is about preference. And by the way, this, this little bit, this is not politically correct because this doesn't sound fair. This sounds like God's actually gonna play favorites with some people. Well, guess what? Yeah, he is. And if you're parents of 2.3 children, you know how this works. If junior one does what you ask them to do, when you ask them to do it, the first time you ask them to do it, and junior three is still doom scrolling YouTube kids after the 17th time, well, junior one's gonna get the Trito, and junior two, 
is going to get put in the thinking corner. It's not about fairness, it's about favor. God actually, see, God's love is unconditional and he gives it to us all equally, but his favor is not. And I can unpack this a whole bunch of ways and I wish I had the time, but I don't. But we did actually cover this off earlier this year or late last year. Time's going so fast. In a series called What Are You Expecting? I actually preached a whole message on expect God's favor and I strongly recommend you go back and listen to that on our podcast. But here's the thing. While God was speaking through Malachi to a specific group of people, the same God speaks to us today with the same motivation, with the same heartbeat. Uh, He's talking about provision and abundance and protection and preservation. And it's like, these sound like good things. And in fact, I'm aware that, that this kind of image or this picture of what God wants to do for his people runs a little counter with some people's picture of who God is and what he does. You know, that, that God's always angry. God's always frustrated. That, that God's eternal purpose is to try to limit your life. And it's, it's exactly the opposite. In fact, Malachi is being used by God to reveal a generous God. That generosity is actually at the core of not just what he does, but actually who he is and therefore what he does. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Let me just catch you up. We're in a series called How We Fight Our Battles. And uh, recognizing that we all fight battles at different times. Some of you are in a battle. Some of you have just come through a battle. Some of you have got a battle around the corner. Reality is, we're humans. We come up against Battles And whilst God doesn't typically take us out of the battle, he does give us access to tools and weapons to take into the battle. And if we take them and use them how he intended, then he will use them in concert with us to lead us through the battles. And so week one, we talked about God's word, that he actually speaks instructions to us, that if we follow them, then we get led by them through the battles. This big idea that if we stand on God's word, we'll stay strong in the battle. Last week, we talked about gratitude. By the way, I didn't say last week, but let me say it now. Gratitude is the antidote to entitlement. Don't get me started. One of the things I distest is entitlement mentality. Giving thanks in the battle gives you strength for the battle. And yesterday, I want to talk about generosity. Now, every year, we teach a series on financial management or managing money and stuff, okay? And it, and, it is, and it doesn't just focus on the giving, the generosity part, though that's what we're gonna focus on today. In fact, we zoom out and give what we think is a reasonably accurate overview of when God teaches himself, teaches about financial management, that he teaches about give, yep, I'm gonna hit it that today, save, and live. And this year, we've already taught that series, our financial management series is called 100. So again, you can go back and uh, listen to that on our podcast. But I do today want to double click on this focus of generosity. And the big idea is that generosity unlocks blessing within the battle. Now, I dropped this into Malachi chapter three, the sizzle list. And it sounds good, right? However, let me just rewind a wee bit 
because God preceded the sizzle list with the dunk list. Like he went on a rant, went on a tear at the people, his people, the people of Israel. Uh, To put it uh, uh, mildly, he expressed his displeasure. And what he dunked on them about was the reality that they had stopped doing life the way God had instructed and had started doing life based on their own preferences and thoughts and ideas. They kind of thought they knew better than God. They kind of thought they didn't really need God. They'd allowed injustice to thrive in the nation. They'd allowed deceit and lies to become normative in the culture. And this wasn't God's best for them. So God wasn't happy. And, and he said something to them that I don't want him to ever say about me or about you. Listen to this. This is what God literally said to his people. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Talk is cheap, right? They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Thankfully, God's not the captain of the cancel culture. He gave them another chance, another chance. And I'm going I'm to hit on that, but let me go right back to the beginning of this communication that God spoke through Malachi to his people. He started it all before the dunk, which eventually he got to the sizzle list. The very first thing he spoke to them was these words. I have always loved you. You know this to be true, that correction is far more digestible when it comes from somebody that you know loves you unconditionally, that has your best interests at heart. So they, I like to say, correct people with a smile on your face. Because the whole motivation is, I want better for you. That's why we're having this conversation. So God says, look, I'm not happy, Jan. But before I tell you why, I just, I just, in case you either didn't know it or you forgot, I need you to know the most important thing that I'm going to say to you is that I have always loved you. See, religion, by the way, is rules without relationship. It's this idea of following God because you have to, but it's just onerous and dry and ugh. No thanks. And, and, and then from this place of love, God issues them an invitation. He said, now return to me and I'll return to you. You, you, you've turned away from me. And, and while you're looking away from me, I, I'm kind of stuck. Like, you're just, you're just saying you don't need what I'm giving, so like, no point offering it because you, you're not going to take it. But if you turn around and start to come back to me, then all this good stuff that I had for you all along is going to be back within your reach. And, 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 and I'm hoping you're going to want to take 
a hold of it. And just in case you've forgotten what it is, it's things like abundance and provision and protection and preservation and preference. They were always on the table, but you walked away. But if you come back to me, you'll discover I'm still here. And there, the list, the sizzle list is still here as well. Now, I am aware that some people find the topic of generosity and giving a little orgies to talk about, right? And I understand. I, I get why. I mean, some churches ban talking about giving and generosity. I mean, I understand why they do. I don't agree with it. I'll tell you why in a minute. But it, it happens. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, you know, Jesus did a pretty good job of offending some people. Uh, but I get it. You know, payday, the, the, your pay weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever it is. When it hits your bank account, here comes everybody. The bank shows up, wants your mortgage payment. The landlord shows up, wants your rent payment. Grocery store, gas provider, fuel provider, utilities provider, internet service provider, Netflix. And then God says, "Um, I want to be on that list too, please. And in fact, not just on the list, I want to be at the front of the list. I want to be at the front of the line. Which at face value, that just sounds irresponsible. Like, God, don't you understand? Here comes everybody. And you want to be... But I love teaching about giving and generosity. And by the way, I'm not on commission doing this job. So the more you give isn't the more I earn. Just felt like I needed to cuss. Like, a relief. So that's not the, one of the reasons I love talking about generosity is that I'm going to pay my mortgage quicker. No, nothing to do with that. In fact, here's the two reasons. Number one, I've discovered both from reading God's Word and from living this out in my own life and Louis in my life and in life and leadership over a long time uh, that, that, that generosity isn't God getting something from us. It's ultimately Him getting something for us. That, that there's the sizzle on the far end of obedience when it comes to giving. Because think about it. The God who created the heavens and the earth from nothing, by the way, uh, doesn't actually need our money and stuff to get by. He's not paying a mortgage. He doesn't have a Netflix subscription. Well, he's not as far as I'm aware. He probably has an Apple TV Plus subscription. Who could blame him? Um, So it's not give to God because he needs our money. It's actually not that he wants something from us. It's ultimately that he wants to unlock things for us. And this very act of generosity and obedience in it takes us to that place that the God who always loved us wants. And, And then here's the second reason I love talking about it is that lives are changed when we consistently practice generosity. You as the giver, your life is changed. It it actually brings freedom. It's kind of funny. It's kind of one of those paradoxical things that if you're hung up on money and giving, 
the, the, one, of, one of the best tactics to get unhung up, not a word, right, is to start giving. And then God will prove his faithfulness to you and his provision to you. And you'll start to see, oh, huh. And, 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 and you'll stop living like this and start living like this a lot easier and find freedom in that. And it's not just the giver's life who is changed by consistently practiced generosity. It's the recipient's. Whoever that happens to be, obviously in the local church, we're talking about reaching people and building people. So when you give and when I give, that gets invested into the people sitting next to you and in front of you and behind you and the first time guests who walk in and the people who invite their friends and the people that turn up at Christmas and the people who gather online and the people who listen to our podcast and your story becomes part of their story. Your, your stories get connected. So our lives get changed and other people's lives get changed. So, I mean, look, if, if this wasn't true, like if, if God, if, if, if it's not true that God wants something for us, and if it's, <laughs> and if giving a generosity makes people's lives worse, then I would hate talking about it. I mean, that would ultimately be irresponsible, but just not absolutely where God's coming from. So God's ticked off. I love you. Get to the end of the thing. I got this sizzle stuff for you, but like we need to have we need to have a talk. It's not me, it's you. And 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 he says, you know, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. They they, they were no longer trusting him. They were no longer putting him first. They were no longer honoring him. And one of the things, and this is in this agricultural society that, that he was speaking into, is um, they were meant to take, like these are the people of God, okay? Part of their worship of God was that they were to take the first 10% of their crops, harvest time, uh, to the temple as, and, and give them as, a, as, a, as an honor, as a gift, you know, to honor God. And it was meant to be the first 10%, and it was meant to be the best 10%. And then, and then they were also, if they had livestock, which they typically did, um, they were meant to take the firstborn of the breed, lamb, for example, and the firstborn, and take that to the temple. Which, by the way, is an ultimate statement of faith because you have the firstborn, but you don't have any proof. This is before ultrasound was a thing. You don't have any evidence that there's going to be a secondborn. That's That's faith. You're giving away the firstborn and trusting that God will bring a secondborn and a thirdborn and a fourthborn, and that's how he's going to provide for you. And they weren't doing that. Now, they weren't silly enough to turn up to the temple empty-handed. I mean, that would have just been a public shame, public disgrace. Oh, see, you turned up to the temple empty-handed again. And they're like, <laughs> you got me. No, they didn't. But they, they went and took the worst crops, the ones that had already started to sag and get moldy, like wouldn't have been able to sell them anyway. Yeah, let's bundle them up, let's give them to God. And then, and then they'd go around to the very outskirts of their property and look for the one livestock that's probably not going to make it anyway. Get that one. Let's give that to the temple. No one's going to miss it. Save on the vet bills. And God's like, oh, 
I, I, I'm on the list, but, I, but I'm not at the top of the list. And you're not demonstrating any faith by doing it that way. So he uh, give them a challenge and an invitation. And the challenge and the invitation, I, I'm going to get to it right now, is it, it actually was about the stuff they brought to the temple, which myopically, therefore, looks like God just wanted them their money and their stuff. But actually, what he wanted was a practical demonstration. These are the people that he had said to them, you honor me with your lips. So, so, so now I want to, you know, when I say, show me the money, I, I'm not actually, I don't, I'm not, I don't need your money. I want, but, but it's a very practical, tangible demonstration that you trust me. That, that, and by the way, here's the thing. You can be somebody who is, who, who's a constant giver, who's, who's generous towards God, and a very, very horrible human being. It's a God, God ultimately wants us to put him first in everything in our entire lives. And then there is this practical slice that demonstrates that we do that. So he issued this invitation, bring all the tithes, it's the first 10%, but it's the first and the best 10% into the storehouse temple. So there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do, now here's that, that's the hinge. That's the obedience question. He's not even presuming when you do. <laughs> he's like, if you do. Up to you. I'm going to make you. I'm going to force you. Who'd want to serve a God that forces you to do everything? I want to love a God that actually I'm loving by choice, not by some sort of robotic compulsion. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will. All righty, here comes the sizzle list, everybody. I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. And so this is the beginning of the sizzle list. Now, quick recap, the sizzle list. If you do, if you return to me, if you put me first, if you honor me, if you demonstrate that you trust me, here's what's on the table for you. Access all areas. This is the stuff that I, a generous God who loves you, wants to give you abundance, provision, protection, preservation, preference. This doesn't seem like a God that wants something from us. This is a God who wants something for us. And generosity unlocks blessings in the battle. So, final word. It's a journey, okay? Generosity is a journey. Um, I mean, following Jesus is a journey. Every aspect of faith is a journey. And everyone's at a different point in their journey. That's the reality, right? And in fact, you're at different points in different aspects of your journey. Some of us, you know, you'll have faith, more faith in this area of your life following Jesus than you do in this area of your life. And that's normal. And so the challenge and the invitation is just is keep growing, keep moving wherever you're at on your journey in each and every area. And not to compare yourself to other people, although by all means be inspired by other people, learn from other people, but understand, okay, this is where I'm at. And sometimes we might wish we had, even in ourselves, not 
as much faith as someone else has in that area. Sometimes we might wish we had as much faith in this area because this is the area I really need right now as I do in that area. Fine, it's, it's normal. Okay, it's like a ratchet system. I think I have no idea what a ratchet is. Paul will tell me later. You can be assured of that. Thank you, PDB. Um, so generosity is, is, is exactly like that. Now, there's some of you, and I don't even know who you are because you don't give to me, you give to God, but some of you are at 0% right now. And here's the thing, no judgment, we're glad you're here. And we came together and we put on our big boy pants and our big girl pants and we have an open conversation about a topic that's important. And so if you're at 0%, this is all that I, I kind of like just encourage people, just take just take a next step. Take an itty-bitty next step. And uh, you could talk about it in terms of percent, like take a, a 1% step. But, you know, sometimes I tell people, just, just test God with five bucks. I mean, it's not going to cover the electricity, but that's not the point. Just, just see what happens. Just, just, just see what happens. Okay, God, every time I get paid, five bucks no, but it, 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 does, it sounds doesn't it sounds like a bit <laughs> you know, and you're silly enough to tell somebody at the coffee table, and they're like wildly unimpressed. Five bucks, really? But but you went from zero. Like, and by the way, I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, really. And, and then take a next step. Or if you're currently someone that's around 4%, maybe from today, maybe today, take a next step, 5%. Just like Because the same God and the same faith and the same journey, it, it, it can keep going. And we talk about this, uh, that, that the first 10% is both a goal and a minimum. And it's not meant to be a, a law and a rule and, and onerous and, and God kind of keeps a profit and loss statement with your name on it. And if you don't hit 10%, he's, he's unhappy. It's, not, it's this idea that, that we're on a journey. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of trusting God. It's a journey of honoring him. It's a journey of, of putting him first. And that journey, and as we take steps on that journey, unlocks access to the sizzle list. And the reason we say is also a minimum is because you don't have to stop at 10%. I know somebody, not many, and this is the reason I know their story because it's kind of unusual, but I know someone that gives 90% and lives off 10%. They earn more than you do, just <laughs> let's keep things in perspective. Their 10% is still kind of okay, but no one's forcing them to give away 90%. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and the point is, they've, but they didn't start there. And, 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 and many of us won't ever get to that place. I'm just saying, I mean, some of you might, God bless you if you do. But the point being that it's, it's a journey without a finish line, is what I'm saying. Hence the cleverly, subliminally placed arrow. We really hope you've got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live, and on demand immediately after.
And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.